Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everyone, good afternoon, welcome to Redmen News. I'm Ross Charlie, joined today by the lovely Leanne Prescott. Uh, we're going to talk to some Liverpool news, rumours, uh, and some other bits and bobs, which we'll get to shortly. Uh, but Leanne, I'm going to start off uh, something slightly old now, but it's Liverpool's fixtures were obviously released along with everybody else's, yesterday at nine o'clock. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts in the comments of people at home and, and Leanne, obviously. A slightly tough start. Um, going to welcome Leeds in the first game at Anfield, the battle for the Leeds-Liverpool Canal, followed by Chelsea and Arsenal. Not the best start we could have wished for, but, you know, it might play into our hands. Yeah, it's a tough start. Um, I don't think there's, there's any denying that. People will say and have said, you know, on social media, why is Everton... Uh, deemed a hard start. Why is Arsenal deemed a hard start? But I think, you know, you can see you can see two sides of it. Playing Chelsea early away from home, playing Everton away from home with no fans, maybe that's kind of a benefit for Liverpool. Uh, hit the ground running, go through those fixtures, and and you know you're in good stead. But um, it it will be a test, uh, and I think that's why you know it's good to see these preseason fixtures getting. Uh, ramped up by Liverpool, see what kind of position the players are in in terms of fitness, having had a, a very little break. Uh, I suppose the good thing about the fixtures is Christmas looks pretty good, uh, or as good as it can be. Uh, the run-in looks looks favourable, um, and you've got Manu at home uh, last game of the season, I think. I think it's at home, could be away. Uh, so a few, yeah, a few tough fixtures, but on the whole, I think you know Liverpool will be pretty happy with that. Yeah, and it's also in consideration the fact that you know they, they pushed back the Carabao Cup. I think you know they haven't done replays or two like semi-finals in, in the Carabao Cup and stuff like that. Which now I think on the face of it, Liverpool can look at the fixture list and like kind of who they've got and, and kind of move forward just to make decisions on transfer. We haven't seen a lot of business done. I don't expect a lot, but you think of the fringe players or the youth players and think you know there's no Carabao Cup or relatively FA Cup till January. Liverpool can make decisions now, can't they? Yeah, I think it's a tough one. Um... In terms of transfers, you look at the likes of Harry Wilson and Gruitch, you're waiting for a probably a, a 20 million bid for both of them to come in, which is difficult in, in the current circumstances. Um, if Bournemouth had stayed up, they might have wanted Harry Wilson. Uh, you know, we, we've seen that quite a few times with the likes of Jordan Ibe, Dominic Solanke. But it's, it's kind of a toss up for those players as well as the club, because if the club can't get players that they want to get in because of, you know, transfer money or wages or whatever it is, then it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Liverpool deal with that. I think everyone's kind of agreed that these are players who probably aren't good enough to play for Liverpool in the long run, um, but they might get another season. Shakiri's one player that a lot of people thought were going to leave, uh, and, and he looks to be staying now and, and wants to kick on, which is good. And then the, uh, the other big news has been Thiago, which I think, you know, we don't know if it's going to happen. If it does, it's not something that's going to happen uh, for a while until the Champions League gets kind of uh, finished off. Um, you know, I, th- I think that's kind of the big story for Liverpool. And then Genie Wijnaldum, uh, interesting to see what happens with that one too. 
you've just tied up the whole new show very nicely because all the people <laughs> just mentioned we're going to carry on talking about the next person is obviously Tiago and again because of the Gruich and Wilson stuff um, Mel Reddy who's obviously very reputable she, she mentioned in the Independent yesterday the fact that kind of what you touched on there and the fact that the stumbling block isn't the fact that you know Liverpool don't want Tiago apparently she's saying Liverpool are, are, are interested in him but the fact that, you know, those numbers that we're talking about there, you know, I think there's eight eight midfielders, possibly nine as well, if you took if you took a Curtis Jones and said, you know, it's just not feasible to have all those players currently at the club and because we're in a mix of a pandemic and uncertain times and all that stuff, like, you know, those clubs that you mentioned, you know, Liverpool are skin, you know, a Bournemouth or, you know, teams low down the league aren't going to be able to afford a, a Harry Wilson or Mark Rich like they might have done six months ago before the pandemic hit. So it's all about getting those numbers down, the wages down before you can start even talking about people that are coming in, which also plays into the Genie Van Alden stuff, which, again, we'll go on to in a second because he's, he's been linked with another move. The fact that I saw your tweet yesterday, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are in the same boat, Leanne, the fact that just keep both of them. You know, the, the two great midfielders, Genie's contributed a lot to local success. He does a lot of stuff kind of off the ball, of covering for a Robbo or a Manny when they're going forward and stuff like that. Thiago offers something different for me in that midfield, but he also brings experience in class. Whether they can afford that, they need to, you know, organise the futures of a Gruwich will soon. Shakiri might be another one we will go on to later on, but they need to sort that out first before they can move on. Yeah, I think, you know, as um, Melissa highlighted in her piece, the thing with Klopp is he likes a small squad. He likes to keep uh, all the players happy. He likes to rotate that midfield, but he does so knowing that Milner's going to get a good amount of minutes and be happy. He does so... You know, with, with Naby Keita, who came in after lockdown and, and got a good run of games, his best run of games... And adding in a, a player like Thiago, Thiago is going to need to start. And so there's there's a lot of variables there that people maybe don't think about. Um, it, it's not to say Liverpool won't get Thiago because they've kept James Milner or, or whoever the player is. Uh, but I do think that's a consideration. We've we've never seen Liverpool have a massive squad. You know, they're, they're not like Man City in that sense, that they've got Bernardo Silva on the bench or Jesus on the bench or Aguero. Um, is that the next they, Liverpool don't go? Sorry to interrupt, but the fact that, you know, and I've said this a few times, City are kind of the benchmark in that respect that we aspire to be there, only in the sense of we want to be able to compete on all four fronts. So, like, you know, James Milner, we won't play left-back this season because, well, touch wood, hopefully won't, because we've got two left-backs. So then you're broadening the horizons when you've got an FA Cup or Carabao Cup game, you're adding his experience to kind of balance out the youth and you kind of sure up your swap for those occasions. And then you have moments where people have been injured you know, who might be a fringe player or first-team player, say, like, you go and play an FA Cup game first. Because every Premier League game, you can't you can't throw those people in or domestic cup game because everything is must win in the Champions League and the Premier League game. Yeah, I think, you know, that's a, that's a good point about City being benchmarks. Um, I think with Liverpool, when you look at this team and you look at how they've performed over the past two years, uh, winning a Champions League, now winning a Premier League, there's so much momentum in that squad, but there also have been a lot of injuries. There's been... You know, times where Jordan Henderson's been missing, Fabinho's been missing. These are key players. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll come on to Wijnaldum in a minute. But Thiago is a great player. No one is denying that. He he would elevate Liverpool and offer them something different, as you've said. A uh, bit more proactive in possession than maybe someone like Wijnaldum. And and so there's obviously a, a desire to have a player like that in your team. There always will be. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens because you've got James Milner was linked with a move away to Leeds. That, that doesn't look like that's going to happen. Curtis Jones played really well at the back end of last season and will probably want more minutes. Um, I think it comes down to what Klopp wants in terms of 
where you progress this Liverpool team is kind of very limited. Okay, you need a backup for for Salah or or Mane. Um, you've got left back in now, maybe a centre back. Otherwise, it's yeah, it's it's the midfield area you want to bolster. Um, but getting in the right player who is able to help with the distribution of games. And um, I, I can't remember who touched on it, but when you're looking at that fixture list, it, it is very kind of condensed. Uh, it's very high uh, pressure, high intensity. These players have had, what, two, three weeks off. So there will be injuries next season. We saw it after the restart. And Thiago is probably the best possible player Liverpool could bring in um, right now to, to help with the team and play in the way Liverpool do. So it's a, it's definitely interesting to see what happens there. It also depends again on what on what Genie Van Alden wants as well. He knows there's a link in that has been since you know uh, big Ron the Red uh, is now manager at, at Barcelona, and obviously that link is there. He's, he's worked with him before uh, at Holland. Apparently, Koeman is, is is a massive fan uh, of Genie Van Alden, and not just because of the nationality, because because they get on because of the situation at Barcelona of like them potentially having a massive clear out. You know, there's, there's still there's still a massive club. I don't know whether Genie sees them two paired up of, of having a huge club getting regular game time. You know, if he's seen a Thiago might come in, he's going to think, you know, I'm not playing as much as I want to. There's been several moments where I think, where he, like, for instance, G didn't start against Barcelona and he kind of joked, like, he, he was annoyed he didn't start. But subliminally, you kind of think, well, see, is that, is that on your mind going forward about, you know, what you're going to do? And the longer he doesn't sign this contract, as a fan, I can't help but think, I'm worried, to be honest, that, you know, that he might go. Yeah, the, the contract situations at Liverpool... Um, have always been kind of the, there's been rumblings and then they they go on and on but eventually you kind of safe in the knowledge that you think it's going to get done we're at the stage with Wijnaldum where a lot of people are thinking mm, you know this is dragged on for a while is something going on here then obviously as you you mentioned Coman comes in for Barcelona they've got a good relationship he's a player who the manager could depend on uh, to try and elevate that team bring in some experience so I think it's for me Gina Wijnaldum, uh, and again, to, to quote Reddy's piece, um, it, it could be a potential that he stays on at Liverpool for another year and then thinks, you know, I've contributed here, I've won what I can, uh, let's go and start another project. Um, I think it'd be 29.30 by then. So, you know, it's, it, it would be a good move for him. It could be a good move for Liverpool if Thiago comes in the opposite direction. Um, for me, if anything, I think with Gina Wijnaldum, he's a very easy player to not value. Uh, to, to not really understand what he brings to this Liverpool team. And, you know, everyone's aware of what Salah does. Everyone's aware of what Manny does. But a lot of what Genio Wijnaldum does is in those intangibles, adding balance to the team, allowing Jordan Henderson to go forward, allowing Fabinho to, you know, come in and shoot 30-yard screamers against Man City, those types of things that he enables that other people maybe don't see. Uh, so I do think he's a quality player. He's someone Liverpool have relied on in the past and someone, if he sticks around, who could be a very, very valuable player for, for Liverpool going forward too. Well, that's how we keep both of them. Um, something that's, that's not a story, but kind of is, um, Dejan Lovren admits Elving Ramos as revenge for a foul on the 2018 Champions League final. Uh, he, he's revealed that he deliberately targeted Real Madrid's star uh, in the for Nations League clash against Spain. I just, I don't know where he's trying to just embody himself to the Liverpool fans, but there's obviously the stuff of the day, Liam, where he's kind of said he went to the the celebrations towards the end, you know, at Anfield or, you know, stuff like that, which is, you know, as a local fan, you know, I quite like that, you know, just a local thing to be, you know, a bit annoyed putting people at risk or, you know, it's a bit, um, you know, hypocritical of me to, to kind of say that, but then to come out and say, you know, he yelled with someone on purpose, like, I'm 
part of me likes the child in me likes that. You know, being being child, like yeah, could go on something else, but also like, you know, you don't. There's no need for him to come out and say that at all, is it? Yeah, it's it's typical Dejan Lover, and let's let's just say that I think he he likes being in the limelight. Um, he's a player who's always been very passionate about Liverpool, and that was probably the the main positive uh, a lot of fans will have taken from his time. Uh, there were good moments, obviously there were bad moments as well, but you could never deny he was a, a very passionate guy and we've seen that in the past few weeks with all these stories. I think he, he is trying to endear himself to Liverpool fans in a way. Um, the irony being, you know, if, if he was still at Liverpool and he came out and said that he went to Anfield, Klopp probably wouldn't be very happy at all. Um, the, the Ramos thing is is a funny one because it's, it's so far in the past now. Uh, if anything, it's just a signal of like Mo Salah, I'm still here, I'm still your best mate. Don't go off and, you know, become best <laughs> mates with the Greek cent- uh, Greek left back. Um, but yeah, it's it's typical Dejan Lovren, really. He literally says nothing. I don't want it to make a big story about it. Well, just don't say anything then. Um, <laughs> final news story is kind of some team news and update of what's going on. Obviously, the team are out in Austria at the minute. Uh, we've got some games coming up. But from Jack Sear this morning tweeted, uh, no Oxley Chamberlain or Shakiri will train this morning. Don't think he was there yesterday either. Probably makes him doubtful to play Stuttgart tomorrow. Arigi also absent. I think Harry Wilson and Trevor the other two that were also um, out of training as well because I think they're also injured. But I, just the one thing that I took from that, Leanne, and I've almost created World War Three on Facebook on, on the Revan page this morning, was the fact that Shakiri's not available again. And like I'm, I'm literally not throwing him under the bus. But my comment was, is anyone getting frustrated with his lack of availability? I don't mean I'm frustrated at him. I think I'm getting frustrated for him. You know, there's times where big periods where he's not available. I mean, there's going to come a time, as you mentioned before, because of the tight turnaround, because there's so much football played, Liverpool are going to have to rely on him at some point this season. And, and as, a, as a fan, I'm not sure whether we can or not. And the times that he's available, the average doesn't play, or he plays in a minute. I think there was an example where he came on for 10 seconds and a whistle went, which obviously isn't his fault. But I, I think as a fan, I want to see more of him. But if he's injured in pre-season... You think you know where does he go from here? Yeah, it makes it makes it difficult as well. If you're a player who only comes on and plays a few minutes, it's very hard to get any momentum to yeah. build up ahead of steam. And I think that that was, you know, in Shakiri's good patch for Liverpool, where he scores two goals against Man U. He obviously plays his part against Barcelona, even though you know on the whole he didn't perform very well. Um, those are the moments where Shakiri benefits and and is good for Liverpool because he has that spark, he has that momentum. So if he's getting injured in pre-season, he obviously can't build up ahead of steam, use this season as a, as a platform to kick on. Uh, so it is disappointing. It's disappointing for the player who will want to kick on after not getting many games. And I think he's been quite vocal about that, saying, you know, I am sticking around. I am looking to to contribute further as this team tries to tries to get more silverware. Um, yeah. Oxlade-Chamberlain, oh. similar. Yeah, but Chamberlain had a massive injury. I was going to say that. I know Chamberlain's missing his frustration as well. Um, but I do like Shakiri's. Uh, attitude towards that and the fact that you know, he has come out and said you know he, he kind of wants to stay because on the flip side he could be frustrated that he's not starting or he's not getting the game time that he wants you know he's been around this team and said he want, wants to fight and stay for it's a fair play uh, on the fixtures Stephen Sullivan says at the point I don't care about what fixtures we get uh, even, the, even though the tough we're still dominating the league uh, on Genie Tom Johnson says as champions of everything don't get why we can't have both him and Thiago and Jay, uh, Jay R6 at times Genie he's our best centre midfielder and Cop expert says, keep Genie and let him leave for free next season, like we did with Emery Chan. I think a lot of people coming around to that idea, and I think you, you said it there as well. But, you know, I don't think anyone's going to begrudge Genie Van Aldum if he does just kind of see out his contract. You know, 
know, he he will think he's done enough. He's served his club. He's won trophies. You know, he's improved us. He's improved on it on himself. Ultimately, the only frustration there is like obviously he's leaving and we don't get any money for him. Whereas I think if he signs a contract, he kind of like we have done with, with a few players. If like sign your contract, we protect your value. Someone will therefore buy you. But you know, at 29, 30, 31 years of age, that doesn't always seem to be the case, does it? Yeah, I think in some ways, you know, waiting until next year, uh, seeing out his contract, it, it's a good mutual uh, benefit for both the club and the player. Um, you know, they they part ways in an amicable way, uh, which is always good. And I think that's the that's the point about Genie, right? So if even if he leaves this summer, uh, even if he uh, lets his contract run down, as you've said there, there will be no kind of animosity against him doing that. He has contributed so much to this Liverpool team. If he sticks around this season, which which I'm sure he will, then he'll contribute again. Um, and and as I said before, he he's done a lot for Liverpool. Um, you know, there's there's a big project going on at Barcelona that will take a few years now. And if the manager there is saying, look, come and be a big part of this, um, that's that's an offer he can't really refuse. And and I don't think anyone would be, begrudge him for that. No fair play. He's got a good song, though. We're going to lose out on that. Um, thank you very much, Dan, for joining us today. And thank you at home for listening and for watching. Just before we go, uh, we have a three-part documentary series, which is the first episode. It's out today. Part two is out at one minute past midnight tonight. Part three is at one minute past midnight on Sunday. Yeah, I got that right. Um, it's over on RevanTV.com. It's an absolute belt. They're all about an hour long, so you want something to do this weekend because the weather is absolutely shite. Uh, stay in and watch that. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.